Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. All of God's children said, Amen. Maggie Perkins worked as a teacher for six years. And then in 2018, she gave birth to her daughter. Her daughter, she put in daycare as she went off to work as a teacher. And she discovered that if she stayed late at school, her daycare would charge her a fine for every five minutes that she was late. So she began what has been called quiet quitting. For Maggie, this meant leaving school as soon as her official hours were over. And speaking with a local TV station, she said, within education, above and beyond isn't compensated anymore. According to surveys, the typical teacher works about 54 hours a week. And Maggie decided that she wasn't going to do that anymore. She set a boundary and she stuck to it. Eventually, she left teaching entirely and began to pursue a PhD. But she continues to advise teachers on quiet quitting, telling them not to bring work home or spend their personal money on classroom supplies. She says quiet quitting for her was a survival tactic, a, a coping mechanism. And more and more people are taking this kind of approach. They're not actually quitting their jobs and staying home, but they are stopping the practice of going above and beyond. In fact, a recent survey revealed that 21% of Americans now describe themselves as quiet quitters. One IT professional shared when asked about it, I'm not going to overwork myself anymore. A freelance writer shared quiet quitting is a self-care tactic. It means that you do the job you're paid to do and nothing more. The importance of setting boundaries has a long biblical tradition going back to the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Or six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. The Sabbath day is all about boundaries. It's a reminder that we are valuable for who we are, not for what we do. We are precious children of God, not some cog in a wheel in a business machine. If quiet quitting means maintaining a day of rest, if quiet quitting means maintaining a day of rest, then we should all be quitting at least one day a week. But there's a negative side to this trend, one that involves what is called phoning it in doing the bare minimum, not caring about their work. I mean, if we quietly quit in this way, then there is a def definite problem. Jesus wants you and I to be engaged deeply in life, just as he was. In the Gospel of John, Jesus predicts that he will leave the disciples, but that doesn't mean he will quit on them. He promises that God will give them another counselor to be with you forever. This counselor is not a guidance counselor, a vocational counselor, mental health counselor, a, a marriage counselor. Instead, the Greek word parakletos points to a counselor who will stay with you, encourage you, comfort you, help you, 
advocate for you. That Greek word parakletos is, is kind of tough to translate into English. It includes a range of different meanings. Different Bible translations have translated that word differently in their versions. In one, it reads companion. In another, helper. In the King James Version, it reads comforter. Another version has friend. The NIV lists counselor. And the NRSV says advocate. Regardless of how you translate that word, parakletos means that God is never going to quit on us. Our Lord will stay beside us, working for good in each of our lives. And I think it's important to point out that what this counselor does is not new, but is a continuation of the work of Jesus. The counselor is the spirit of truth, which connects to Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. The counselor is one who lives with you and will be with you, Jesus says, which is exactly what Jesus promises he will do. When he says, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. There's no quitting with God, the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. All three persons of the Trinity are present and active in our lives. Even when we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and really, truly ready to quit it all. All three are seen most clearly in the face of Jesus. The one who never takes his foot off the gas of discipleship, but keeps us moving forward. He remains engaged with us, giving us his truth, his life, and his love. He invites us to remain connected to him. When it comes to following Jesus, there is never any reason to quit. I mean, Jesus guides us in the truth. And this is the truth that we can only grasp when we study his life, his death, and his resurrection. Biblical scholar N.T. Wright says the truth is not, and I quote, something that you get out of a test tube or a math formula. He continues by saying we don't have truth in our pockets. Philosophers and judges don't own it. Jesus has come to give evidence of this truth. He is himself the truth. So Jesus guides us in the truth, showing us how important it is to love not only our friends, but our enemies. To turn the other cheek. To go the second mile. This truth leads us to welcome children, to feed the hungry, to heal the sick, to befriend outcasts, and to lead lives of service and sacrifice. Wright continues by saying what Jesus did on the cross is what truth is and does. Truth is what Jesus is. Jesus died for Barabbas and for Israel and for the world and for you and me. I mean, if you're looking for truth, you don't have to look any further than Jesus. And because we look to that truth in him, he gives us new life. In verse 19, Jesus says, because I live, you also will live. Jesus is speaking to his followers before his death on the cross, but he, he is assuring them that when he's raised to new life, they will experience new life as well. He promises to remain engaged with all who follow him. And he says in verse 20, on that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. For Jesus, new life comes from 
remaining engaged in the life and living it around us. Last summer, there was a lot of discussion of that concept of quiet quitting. And we shouldn't really be surprised, especially after two years of the pandemic, all the uncertainty, the stress. One writer wrote about this concept saying, when you're exhausted and overwhelmed, it feels like something needs to give. And for many, that seems to be the pursuit of excellence at their work. But is taking your foot off the gas of excellence in discipleship the answer? No, it's not. The fact is the opposite of burnout isn't doing nothing or even scaling back. It's re-engaging. It's re-engaging in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. New life comes from active engagement as a follower of Christ. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. So what are we to obey? Well, we find out in the chapter before, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if, if you love one another. Our engagement as disciples is shown in our love for one another. Nothing more and nothing less. We love our brothers and sisters of faith. We love our neighbors of different faiths and races and nationalities. We love our opponents across the many divisions that are afflicting our nation today. The command is clear, love one another. This can be tough, but fortunately Jesus promises his love. He says, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Jesus invites us to engage with him by keeping his commands and loving him. And by following that command, he promises that both he and God will love us in return. Our involvement with Jesus is never like a job that makes endless demands on us without any recognition or affirmation. No, Jesus vows that he will love us and show himself to us. He will never abandon us, but he will continue to give us the gifts of his presence, of his truth, and his love. You know, at any point, Jesus could have said, I quit. I've had enough. Why didn't he? What kept Jesus from giving up? Maybe the answer is in the story of Lee Ilepi from Max Lucado's book, A A Love Worth Giving. See, Lee Ilepi is a retired firefighter, a New York City firefighter. He gave 26 years to the city. But on September 11, 2001, he gave much more. He gave his own son. You see, Lee's son, Jonathan Aleppi, was a fireman as well in the city. And when the Twin Towers fell, Jonathan was there. Firefighters are a loyal breed of people. When one perishes in the line of duty, the body's left where it is until a firefighter who knows the person can come and quite literally carry the body out. Lee made the discovery of his son's body his personal mission. He dug daily with dozens of others at the 16-acre site, and one Tuesday, December 11th, exactly three months 
after the attacks, his son was found, and Lee was there to carry him out. He didn't give up. This father, whose firefighter son died in 9-11, didn't give up. What a true way to proclaim love by not giving up. On this Mother's Day, we are reminded of our mothers, of women of faith who didn't give up on us. Even when they turned around and we were driving somewhere and they said, don't make me stop this car. Our moms didn't give up. Even when we didn't do the dishes or didn't clean our room. Parents didn't give up. Moms didn't give up. The question is, why didn't Lee give up? He refused to turn and leave. He refused to turn and leave. Our mothers refused to turn and leave us to our own devices. Why? Because their love for us is greater than the pain of raising us. Their love for us is greater than the pain of raising us. Lee's love for his son was greater than the pain of that search. Can't we say the same thing about Jesus? Why didn't he quit? Because the love for his children was greater than the pain of the journey. He came to pull you out. Your world may have collapsed. That's why he came. You were dead and dead to sin. That's why he came. He loves you. That's why he came. Jesus never quits on the people he loves. He always goes above and beyond, never being satisfied with the bare minimum. Jesus guides us in the truth, gives us new life, and promises us his love to share. He remains eternally engaged with us. And he asks us to be eternally engaged with him. Jesus never quits on us. Let's never quit on him. Amen.